Today on the Topic Show, Bud Light share picture backfires on the Twitter. Alex Jones is back on Twitter. DeSantis takes Trump out of context and goes viral. UAW attacks Honda, Hyundai, as well as Volkswagen. Hasbro to lay off about 1,100 employees as Q4 sales continue to disappoint. Ford plans to cut their EV truck production in half. And Netflix had an outage earlier this week. All of that much is more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So if you click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Hasbro to lay off about 20% of their staff, equating to 1,100 employees. And this coming after earlier this year, they actually cut an additional 800 employees at the time. Now, they are the iconic toy maker behind things such as Play-Doh and Transformers. And it's one of those things for quite some time, their sales were propped up by, even though United States people are having less and less kids, and there's less and less of those toy sales, adults are starting to buy their toys for themselves as a perpetual you know, adult child syndrome seems to exponentially grow in the United States. So that actually helped increase their sales despite the economy, despite the trend of having less kids in the United States. But it seems even that market is starting to subsequently not buy as many toys, perhaps because of the, what is it, 40 year hyperinflation, un- myriad of unknowns in the economy, the job uncertainty, but it seems like even that is not enough to keep up the toy demand. Now, when asked for comment, you had an interview with Chris Cooks, who is the current CEO, and he claims that they're making these layoffs, quote, as a, quote, sorry, lever we must pull to keep Hasbro healthy, unquote. After challenges endured during the first three quarters of 2023 into the fourth, the company is also braced for these, quote, unquote, headwinds to persist in 2024, because, of course, yeah. No one sees things getting better in 2024, in part because of the economic and political uncertainty. Who knows, depending on who gets elected, maybe your industry will be regulated out of business. Maybe they'll have more taxes you can't even, taxes you can't even thought of yet. Maybe they'll just invent even more taxes to rob, I mean, tax people in the middle class. So there's a lot of uncertainty. And again, election is until Q4 next year. So there's a lot of limbo time, so to say. Now, It'll be interesting to see. They noted that it's this is thanks to the Guardian. They said it's struggle contrast with the success it enjoyed by rival Mattel, which had its shares boosted by the blockbuster release of Barbie based on the doll. While shares of Mattel have risen almost six percent this year, Hasbro stock has fallen more than twenty-one percent. Jeez Louise, which begs the question what's the long term stock implementation of Hasbro? So their stock is four again. This is, you know changes every two seconds. Or so it's well actually probably more frequent than that. But nevertheless, currently around forty-eight dollars and thirty-seven cents per share. Market cap of six point seven one billion dollars. And maybe they need some new leadership because their trends are not great. In the past five years, Hasbro stock is down forty-eight point three two percent. In the past year alone, it's down negative nineteen point four seven percent. Year to date, they're down 22%. In the past six months, they're down negative 21.8%. In the past month, they actually are up 12.66%. In the past five days, and about break even, or so it seems, about increased by 0.37%. And of course, when you Google that, or more accurately, when you brave search that, all the headlines are talking about the layoffs and all the uncertainty in the toy market. You got, so it'll be interesting to see if they're able to turn that trend around. Maybe they need new leadership or maybe they just need a new hit toy. But again, those are some, I mean, it's not just an issue of, yeah, we had one bad fiscal quarter. Shoot, every, darn near everyone has that. But they've had multiple years of the stock just going precipitously lower and lower and lower. What is it going to take for them to actually turn that trend around? Probably need a new hit idea as well as a couple new business mechanisms mechanisms to get there. 
Again, I'm not a doctor. However, if you click the subscribe button, it may very well help with my speaking ineptitudes and my lack of enunciation. Again, this is no Mayo Clinic, you know, approved, you know, clinical study. I'm just saying it's worth a shot. Probably. Perhaps. Maybe. Just saying it can't hurt. Now, other interesting business news, you have Ford Motor Company planning to cut their EV truck production by about half. Who would have thunk it? Oh, well, me, or anyone who knows anything about towing or trucks, or really, I guess, physics in general. Now, this comes to us thanks to CNBC, Mr. Michael Wayland, the reporter over there. They know this specifically, this is in regard to the Ford F-150 Lightning pickup truck planning to half production in 2024. They noted that EV demand has been slower than expected as prices and interest rates remain high. But the F1, the sales of the F-150 Lightning have steadily increased. But they planned for much, much more than they needed. Also, you have the Cybertruck coming out, which, design controversy aside, personally, I, I like that. It's a little bit different. And being bulletproof, or more accurately, bullet-resistant, will be a great way to rival the de traditional Detroit automotive companies, such as... General Motors, Ford, as well as Chrysler, now Stellantis. They've had a majority of the truck market for decades upon decades upon decades. Now that Tesla has a truck, and the truck is actually bullet resistant, you have to say bullet resistant because there's really no such thing as bulletproof, with the right caliber and ammunition, you can pretty much break through anything. But nevertheless, small arms, it's pretty good against in terms of slower moving 45 ACP bullets, where I mean, Tesla had a brilliant marketing brigade of a bunch of videos where they highlight that capability. So it's also arrow-proof. So if someone shoots at it with an arrow, it will not go through. Pretty impressive. Cannot do that with an F-150. Just saying. Now, of course, when asked for... Let's see here. The production, the new production plan calls for an average sales volume of about 1,600 F-150 Lightning a week at Ford Rogue's Electric EV Vehicle Center in Dearborn, Michigan, starting in January the automotive maker recently announced plans to produce roughly 3,200 of the vehicles on average per week. But of course, demand is not that strong, especially for the F-150 Lightning. Truth be told, I have seen one face-to-face, -face and it looks like a truck. It does have that funny little bar in the front, so it's moderately different than the traditional F-150. But again, not being able to tow, that's, you know, that's not great. Now, it looks like in terms of sales figures in 2023, they know that the F-150 Lightning had a monthly record high of 4,400 units sold in November. The company has only sold 20,365 of the trucks this year through November, up 54% a year earlier. Although, eh, they also say... <laughs> Ford, this is even more hilarious. Ford spent the six weeks earlier this year to help increase the capacity of the F-150 Lightning at the Michigan plant, which it expects to have the capabilities of producing 150,000 of these EV trucks, three times the initial planned output. So they have the capability. They have the infrastructure in place. The very expensive part, actually setting up all the robots and all the things to do it. And now the only thing they lack is demand. Because, again, it's an electric truck. Personally, if I want a truck to actually haul things, you know, last a long time, presumably, well, you know me, I'd get a moderately vintage one that actually comes with three pedals, also known as manual transmission, ideally with a good old diesel engine. I know those are few and far in between, unfortunately, <laughs> excuse me, unfortunately these days. But it'll be interesting to see, is the Cybertruck going to eat away at this? The electric Chevy Silverado will probably be out soon for all 18 of their prospective clients who want to buy it. Again, when it comes to the EV pickup market, let's just say I'm pessimistic to say the least, but who knows? Maybe it'll be a huge, huge outlier and Ford will actually sell millions of them next year. I mean, if I were a gambling man, I'd say the Las Vegas odds are 365,000 to 1 or something to that effect. Let me know in the comments if you think differently, or even more rare, let me know in the comments if you actually own an F-150 Lightning and if you actually enjoy the product. Why or why not? Be fascinated here, what you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Bud Light share picture campaign on the Twitter backfires, as most of Bud Light's ineptitudes do. It's a fascinating phenomenon. It's just like you can't look away from a burning dumpster fire or perhaps a burning Ford F-150 electric pickup truck, pun intended. Now, with Bud Light, they've brilliantly they've shot themselves in the high-heeled boots, almost as bad as DeSantis. Well, 
that perhaps is another question for another time. Who's made a worse marketing mistake, the DeSantis campaign or Bud Light? Both used to have reliable products or career tracks and used to be beloved by many. And now their approval ratings are about equal, more or less. Now, this is a campaign where Bud Light tweeted, or now they say they just post, which just doesn't sound as inspiring or as cool or as hip as youth might say. And Bud Light said, quote, sharing a pic like this with Bud Light using hashtag score a seat and hashtag street space automatically gives you a chance to score a seat at Super Bowl L, uh, LV 333. I'm American. I don't know Roman numerals. Well, I do just thanks to the Rocky movies. Thanks to Sylvester Stallone. He gave us a little bit of culture in the United States. But I don't know sports balls, unfortunately, so I don't keep track with the Super Bowl numbers. And they say, learn more if you click this URL. And it's a person of allegedly a human holding a aluminum can, or I guess aluminum bottle, of Bud Light at some types of sports balls game. Now, interestingly enough, in terms of a lost business opportunity or marketing opportunity, the one time I would actually expect them to see that stupid NFL logo plastered on the can would be this instance when you're having a campaign to win tickets for the NFL. They spend probably a couple million dollars to be the exclusive beer of the NFL, which again, not all the times, but more often than not, when you hear the official brand ambassador, the official whatever of the sports balls teams, it usually just means they have copious amount of marketing dollars that they can throw at that company. Not all the time. Sometimes it really is a strategic relationship, but many times it's what kind of marketing funds do you have to throw around. Now, in this case, it's just the regular Bud Light aluminum can without the NFL logo. Again, the one time I would expect it to be on the beverage and it's apparently at someone viewing the game. It's got 40,000 views, but only 232 people liked it, which means not even the people who work at Anheuser-Busch InBev liked it because they still have presumably thousands of employees around the globe. They still own 40 brands. And truth be told, their sales are still not, they're terrible compared to last year. Fiscally speaking, they've lost about 30% of their sales for the Bud Light brand in particular. Overall, it still hasn't put them out of business and it won't just based on the sheer volume they would need to actually lose in terms of revenue. I mean, Bud Light alone is 30% down. Budweiser, that brand specifically, is around 10% down. Michelob Ultra is around 3 to 4% down compared to the same fiscal periods last year. Again, that's not enough to put them out of business. I know that. But again, not even your own employees like this. You got 232 likes. Now, scrolling down to see what are the top responses. And again, this is a great example. I guess. Is better than winning, quote unquote, winning a case of Bud Light where they were bribing customers earlier this year saying, hey, if you reply to this hashtag, you could win a case of Bud Light, which is a beautiful example. Usually you have to talk about fear when it comes to marketing and a lot of things in life. You have to talk in theory or theoreticals. And this is actually a real life use case of how someone could be a winner and a loser at the same time because they're, quote unquote, winning a case of Bud Light, which I do I can't fathom what I would do if I were to win a case of Bud Light. I certainly wouldn't drink it out in public. I thought I, I do know a friend who actually is into hot air ballooning, and I could gift it to him as ballast, so that way he doesn't float too high. He has the, the, the case of Bud Light as ballast to weigh him down. Now, if you want to go higher in the hot air balloon, he would just cut the rope in the case of Bud Light to fall to the ground. He'd go up because it's decreased weight. The downside is the Bud Light might hit someone in the head, which would be less detrimental to their health than actually consuming the product. I've thought about that being a use case is what I would do if I were to win the case of Bud Light. I, hmm, what would, what would you do if you won a case of Bud Light? I was at the track a couple of weekends ago, I suppose. If someone was not, hmm? I don't know what they use in public schools or circuses when you have someone throw up. They used to throw sawdust on that with some type of solvent. Perhaps you could use Bud Light. It, it smells about the same, so it very well might be the same substance. That could be it. I think we just saw the 12th use case of what would you do if you won, quote unquote, a case of Bud Light. You could use it with a mixture of sawdust to clean up after someone threw up. Yeah, I think that'd probably be a good use case and actually probably cheaper than the actual product that they use for it. Although, for all I know, it very well might be that product already. Now. Going to the replies in the Twitter, 
all the ones in which, again, these people just want free sports balls tickets. They're just replying with pictures of the same picture of Bud Light. They're not getting any likes though. That's hilarious. Now, someone actually did respond with a Bud Light can with the NFL logo on it. Mr. Tyler. Now, he got no likes, which is hilarious. That means not even Bud Light liked his tweet. Which, again, I don't know how lazy or not the people who are in their marketing department are, but someone positively responds to your tweet and you can't even like their, their response? I mean, that would be the bare minimum. I Again, there's probably three people left in their marketing department. Perhaps they're inebriated because they've drunk in the Bud Light. I I shudder to think that would be a use case. I What a dreaded experience that would be. But nevertheless, going to the other comments, I'm scrolling more and more and more. I'm trying to see how many of them are actually real. Again, a lot of them are going Bud Light sweepstakes. Now, I get to the first comment that actually has likes. So this is the first response where there's actually a, a like to it. This person named Stephen Lloyd says, quote, fixed it for you. Instead of having the Bud Light can where the background is a sports balls arena, this is a drag show. That got 43 likes. And is uh, not just a hilarious pun, it's actually a real use case because Bud Light does spend millions of dollars to sponsor drag shows, many of them claiming to be child-friendly drag shows, which I should say that in quotes because there's no such thing. It's just as there's no such thing as a child-friendly strip club. There's not. They're all inherently sexual by nature, and they take off clothes. It's not appropriate in any way. For anyone who has a modicum of intelligence, I'm sure they would agree with me. Now, other interesting pictures. One is from... This comes from Dumb A Photobomb. And this looks like someone called... It says Bum Bud Fiction, which is supposedly a play on words for Pulp Fiction, maybe? And it looks like someone taking advantage of someone. And it's, again, the same hand holding the bottle of Bud Light. They got 19 likes. Let's see. Another DA Photoshop. And it's another instance where it is a picture of the can, or aluminum bottle, rather, of Bud Light. And it's the hand holding that bottle in front of a drag show where you have children present and you have adults taking their clothes off. Morally disgusting and vacuous to say the least, and even more horrifying when you find out that's not parody, that's really happening in many areas of the United States. They got 31 likes. Now we're getting some comments. Cedric Cliff says, quote, As a father of three daughters, I wouldn't touch your horse piss until you take steps to protect women's sports and safe places from men in drag, unquote. Got 31 likes. Now, Last time I checked, my family is not on the Twitter, so I might have to fact check this person. This alleged person, their name is Joe Mama. Joe Mama says, no one wants to drink a, the beer of a company that belittles their key demographic, unquote. I got 13 likes. A says, quote, we will never forget that you are perverts. No Bud Light for me or anyone I know, unquote, getting 18 likes. Yeah, nah, says, quote, Bud Lighters enjoying a Bud Light at halftime. It's a pride flag with someone putting Bud Light into their system as not as intended. I say that, however, it very well might be the new way as intended. I don't know who their VP of marketing is yet. That might be the new direction they're going. That did get 21 likes. Let's see here. Michael Migosis says, says quote, still haven't forgotten you just water that identifies as beer, unquote. It is a gif, or as the youth might call it, a gif. And it's of Dylan Mulvaney, a biological man dressed in very tight clothing and twerking or dancing. I don't know what you call it the youth these days when they attempt to dance, but it's what they're trying to do, I think. They got 19 likes. Let's see here. And again, there are a lot of people who are, oh, that's terrible. Rusty Kyler had a picture of O.J. Simpson with his former ex-wife. And O.J. Simpson has a little logo on his chest that says Anheuser-Busch. And the wife's, um, she has a logo with the Bud Light on it, on her. I got five likes. And yeah, I'm sure he's still very, I, last time he did an interview, he said he's still very hard at work looking for the killer. 
which perhaps Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch is still very much looking for who destroyed their brand. They'll find that person eventually, I'm sure. Jason Han simply has a picture of Dylan Mulvaney in the Catherine Hepburn hairstyle with, I don't know what you call those gloves that go up, man, the gloves that go up to your elbows, the dress and necklaces. I got 13 likes. So, no. Now, this person got zero likes, but it is a fascinating picture. It looks like Jen Gosh has a picture in which there's a Bud Light ornament for a Christmas tree. Which, I don't know how sad your Christmas would have to be to have an ornament of Bud Light on it. I Presumably it's for alcoholics? I, I can't think of a more sad Christmas ornament. And there are some beautiful ornaments out there. Don't get me wrong, this half the fun of Christmas tree enjoyment is pointing out the different type of ornaments and kind of playing I Spy on it. But would you ever put a Bud Light can ornament onto a Christmas tree? I can't but think no one in reality would ever, they would never do that. And as I scroll more and more, it looks like, yeah, all the comments in which someone actually liked it, they're all pejorative and against Bud Light. And many, many graphic pictures are also hidden because Bud Light has to increase their censorship. And many of those pictures are cartoons of Dylan Mulvaney as... Interestingly enough, it looks like they actually deleted those as well, or some of them. And a lot of them are Photoshop cans of Bud Light, changing the name of the company. It'll be interesting to see, but I don't see this boycott ending anytime soon. And I don't see the social media backlash against Bud Light slowing down anytime soon as well. Even though they are very much pushing bribery onto their prospective fan. I was about to say fans, but I'm pretty sure it's by plural by this point. But... I mean, they're giving away all these free tickets, all this free beer. Of course, at what cost to their pride. But nevertheless, they are giving away lots of sports balls tickets. Be, how, how bad would it be if you won it, but then you had to go to the event, you had to, you had to drink a Bud Light at the, at the actual sports balls event. Ooh. Talk about being between a rock and a hard place if you're a sports balls fan. But it'll be interesting to see. But for now, it looks like, as youth might say, they were ratioed. And when it comes to social media, Bud Light is still failing other interesting cultural news if alex jones is back on the twitter and his first tweet is of him interviewing elon musk now alex jones was one of those individuals who's highly controversial he says a lot of crazy things although the more concerning thing is when some of them turn out to be true that's when people should probably start thinking oh dear god what's going on but nevertheless a lot of people see him as very controversial and it's one of those fascinating things where the whole world, every social media company decided to just censor them all at once. Even though what he says isn't half as bad as what other people say. And truth be told, last time he checked, he's still a person who deserves freedom of speech because he has inalienable rights. But call me old-fashioned, I used to, oh, actually, I still believe in the fact that I might not agree with you what you are saying, but I'll die, fight to the death for your right to say it. We used to all believe that in the United States. Unfortunately, that sentiment is becoming more and more rare and should be more and more concerning for all Americans. Now, Alex Jones, within a couple of days, he simply says, quote, Alex Jones interviews Elon Musk. Tune in here. That got 5.2 million views and 50,000 likes. And this is about a three-hour interview. I'll go ahead and I'll let people tune in on their own uh, another time, if they want to just go straight to hashtag real Alex Jones to check out the whole interview with you have Elon Musk, it looks like you have the Tate brothers, you have Vivek Ramaswamy, you also have Mark Dice. Now, going to the comment section, you have overwhelming support. So, someone by the name of Satoshi Club says, quote, X first free speech, unquote. And it is, I forget what Disney, what cartoon they're mocking or what cartoon they're using as parody. But it's of the X logo on one person and all the minions on the ground. They are all the traditional legacy media. All the people who are on board and actually censoring Alex Jones. That got 364 likes. Winters says, quote, Alex Jones for Brex Secretary. And it's an AI image of Alex Jones standing in front of the United States press secretary, oh, the White House press secretary podium. Got 806 likes. 
Elon Musk parody says, quote, is fun speaking with you, Alex. Got 748 likes. Libercrat TM says, quote, let the fireworks begin, Alex. LFG, unquote. And it is a character of a bunch of missiles or truck, you know, the military vehicles where the truck actually has the missiles on the back of it. And it looks like it's all the cliche crying women you see in the memes and the gifts. And it's shooting all those crying women. And of course, they're liberal white women into the air. And I got 906 likes. Ms. Libercrat TM also said, quote, you, you did, my friend. We listened. Others, not so much. Yet the truth always wins. So here you are. Welcome back. And it is, looks like a, I don't know if it's real or AI, but it's a picture of Alex Jones, presumably in the ocean or some body of water. And he's pointing at the camera and says, I effing told you. I got 396 likes. Tulsi Gabbard parody says, quote, he's back. And it's a picture of Alex Jones on InfoWars in the background. Get 457 likes. Right Angle News Network says, quote, we love you, Alex. We stand behind you, Donald Trump, Elon, and Joe Rogan. Follow us if you agree. Got 169 likes. America AF says, quote, you're on fire, Alex. Unquote, getting 134 likes. Mike says, quote, Alex Jones is tweeting again. We are back, unquote, getting 137 likes. Here. I don't know who this is. American Nur says, quote, hopefully Nick Fuentes reinstatement on X is discussed. Get 327 likes. Machiavelli says, quote, welcome back, Alex. Conspiracy theorists have been dating back thousands of years. We're right about everything these evil globalist commie cucks are doing. And it's a GIF. Or a picture that says, quote, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, you're an idiot, unquote. Get 756 likes. 1776 says, quote, any person who said that the vaccine stopped transmission should be fined 900 million for misinformation, just like Alex Jones, unquote. Got 787 likes. Let's see here. Chase Geisler says, quote, 12 million people tuned in. CNN and others wish they can get those types of numbers, which is astronomical. Actually, yeah, 15 million people tuned into that specific episode or the show, the live chat, where he had Alex Jones hosting and interviewing those gentlemen. And specifically, Alex Jones's tweet, that got 5.8 million views. So it'll be interesting to see Twitter, I think Elon, all after all the advertisers left Twitter, I think it was an instance where he kind of realized, well, why not just bring back Alex? I think that if I were to speculate why Elon didn't bring him back sooner, is because maybe that was a line in the sand where the advertisers said, oh, absolutely cannot have him back. But I don't think that's too far-fetched, given, again, he was banned on all social media outlets simultaneously. The courts are having him, literally suing him for the value of the GDP of most countries, or actually greater than GDP of most countries, just for partaking in free speech and being wrong about a theory. I mean, the judges literally said in court they're doing it to punish him, not because they think it's a just thing or that it's an appropriate fee based on what he did. It was to, quote-unquote, send a message to the industry of free media, which should be quite concerning for anyone who believes in free speech. Now, it'll be interesting to see... As his social media presence continues to grow, will any other social media company let him back on? I mean, Twitter, or as 18 people call it X, it truly is a beacon for free speech that is unlike any other. They're actually letting you express your mind, your views, your ideals, where on most other platforms, they're immediately censoring people, they're messing with the algorithms so you can't be seen as more often. So it'll be interesting to see, Twitter has a big value add of free speech Traditionally, other companies would try to add even more value. So if it was a truly free market, you'd probably have someone like Facebook be like, you know what, we want to try to compete with this, with this social media company. We're going to decrease our censorship or we're going to get rid of it because we, we see this as a profitable thing. We see this what the market wants. Now, I suspect those traditional social media companies are also, it's a nice way of saying getting paid by the government or being paid by people that have ulterior motives. Something to that effect so that they can offset any losses of revenue that are from people going from that platform to the Twitter platform. But it'll be interesting to see how this 
shapes the whole legacy media movement. If they do change or anything at all, or if Twitter just stands alone of their free speech, yes, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But as I would say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Ron DeSantis taking Trump out of context and goes viral beyond all belief. Now, looks like this is 41 seconds long. And tr- let's see here. Ron DeSantis actually tweeted this video. So without further ado, I'll play the video, then read. Eh, I'll, I'll read DeSantis first. So DeSantis says, quote, Trump denigrates military service by claiming it is, quote, unquote, braver that he debated Hillary Clinton than what our soldiers endure on the battlefield. Debating isn't brave, quote unquote, it is the bare minimum any candidate should do. Hiding for debates, on the other hand, is an example of cowardice, unquote. Says straight from the horse's mouth, or the Ron DeSantis mouth. Although, that'd be a fascinating parody. I'm not sure if a horse could wear high heels like DeSantis does. Well, that'd be an interesting parody for another time. But without further ado, But I went onto that stage just a few days later, and a general who's a fantastic general actually said to me, Sir, I've been on the battlefield. Men have gone down on my left and on my right. I stood on hills where soldiers were killed. But I believe the bravest thing I've ever seen was the night you went onto that stage with Hillary Clinton after what happened. And then that woman asked you the first question about it. And I said, Locker room talk. It's locker room talk. What the hell? What are you talking? Locker room talk. <laughs> that was not a great. So yeah, 5.4 million views. This is perhaps the most viral thing DeSantis has ever tweeted in his tweeting career. Now, going to like again, that got specifically it also got 8,900 likes, and going to the comments. The first one comes from TRM Mega Listless Vessel says, quote, You and your Iowa caucus scammer wife Casey are so desperate you have to reach to the bottom of the barrel now. Who down 50 points and trying to hang on for third place? Desperate people do desperate things. Deceitful and scary, unquote. Got 182 likes. Scoop Texas says, quote, This is the most pathetic attempt I've seen from this campaign. It is a lie. They know it's a lie, and yet they tweet it anyway. Watch the video, that isn't what Trump said, unquote. Clown emoji. Four times. They got 67 likes. So thus far, zero for zero in the responses. Let's see. Someone by the name of Loves Doggy says, quote, This is a lie. And it is a picture that says, Seditious seditious conspiracy. says, quote, If two more persons conspire to overthrow, put down or to destroy by force the government of the United States, they shall each be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than 20 years or both, unquote. Got two likes. Someone by the name of Alaska Girl, who, eh, B minus for marketing, it does look like a girl. However, I don't see a single picture of like a state of Alaska or a polar bear or a funny Alaskan third thing. Nevertheless, this alleged Alaska Girl says, quote, he doesn't need to debate a man in heels. What about the photos of you with young girls and alcohol? President Trump doesn't need to debate a man who's polling as you are. He said, he didn't say he said it. He said another man said it to him. He loved the military. He flew into war zones in jets with no lights on to visit them at Christmas. It's not going to work, unquote. I got 59 likes. Mandel Gatto says, quote, dude, just stop. Your career is already finished. You're just embarrassing yourself now, unquote. And this person also responded with a compilation of pictures with Trump and the U.S. military and all the servicemen being exuberant and happy that Trump is visiting. I got 19 likes. Richard Percival says, quote, oh, boo-hoo, they fought in wars on the other side of the planet for the benefit of Israel. Good for them, unquote. Got 53 likes. Let's see here. Someone by the name of David DeWitt says, quote, when you govern with slogans like Biden and Trump, Americans suffer, Bidenomics and MAGA are both con jobs being foisted on the American public. Biden and Trump's slogan-driven governing styles, fueled by massive debt, have drained the bank accounts and 
Oh, geez, Louise, this person rants for quite a little while. Drank, they've drained the bank accounts and happiness of the poor middle class. Americans see a country where protest and crime are more common place than trash pickup. Practical common sense problem solving has been raced, replaced by ideology-driven fear-mongering and nonstop chaos. Governor DeSantis offers a positive and proven plan of limited government, personal liberty, balanced budgets, unbiased justice, and compassion. By, by following this winning governing plan, Florida leads the nation in every way. As president, Ron DeSantis will step-by-step -step replace chaos and nonsense with compassion, sanity, and daily normalcy the majority of Americans crave. And it's a picture of Ron DeSantis smiling with his family. That got 84 likes, and it shows that DeSantis did not suffer from the Chris Christie effect, a phenomenon in which you get zero positive responses, which mathematically speaking is nearly impossible because presumably you have maybe some friends, family, campaign staff, and yet Chris Christie has several instances in which he gets zero positive responses. Now scrolling down to see if there's anything else here. The most popular one comes from Cat Turd. This person simply says, lie. I got 3,000 likes and very well may be the very most popular response. Someone by the name of Jose Gallon has a video in which they photoshopped DeSantis's face onto Hillary Clinton's body. I got 46 likes. Brick Suit says, quote, this is just objectively wrong. I don't know if Governor DeSantis or his staff sent this out, but it is a gross mischaracterization, unquote. Got 696 likes. Let's see here. We have a couple, looks like you might have a positive one. Someone by the name of Peter Heinlein says, quote, For all the MAGA trolls here, no general would say Trump debating Clinton was braver than soldiers dying on the battlefield. No one. Making that up is just a way for Trump to pay himself a compliment, unquote. That got 1.6 thousand likes. So that's one of the top ones up there. Damien Imanilani says, quote, He mentioned that a general who had witnessed soldiers losing their lives in combat said that. It's sad to see you being dishonest and using selective editing games to attack him. Whoever is advising you is killing your campaign, unquote. That got 2.5 thousand likes. Which begs the question, who on earth is advising his campaign, if anyone? And is it just, is he just flipping a coin? Well, no, that's not possible. Because if you, DeSantis was just flipping a coin, seemingly, statistically speaking, he'd have some good calls. He'd have some... There'd be some positive outcomes of this campaign. It, I mean, mathematically speaking, it's about 50-50 shot. You'd make the right decision. And yet, again, I don't know who's in charge of his marketing or his campaign, but they are not connecting with voters, and they're not doing good. The, someone by the name of Johnny Maga in the comments also said, quote, you're such a deceitful rat, unquote. Got 2.3 thousand likes. Ultra MJ Truth says, quote, he told a story of someone saying it to him, Ron, you would do much better if you didn't lie like Democrats. No wonder he calls you de-sanctimonious, such a snake, unquote. Although, I should probably do a Trump accent if that's, you know, he's saying that's what Trump calls him. No wonder he calls you de-sanctimonious, such a snake, the biggest out there, probably. Unquote, probably. Perhaps the, uh, the worst Trump impression you've heard all year, but nevertheless, an attempt was made, and hopefully... Maybe even smiled. Now, that did get 1.3 thousand likes. Not, you know, my impression, but the statement previously noted. We'll do one more. Steak for breakfast, which, not a terrible idea. Now, Steak for breakfast says, quote, Trump didn't denigrate anything, you snotty, blooded, high-heel-wearing train wreck of a human being. Paraphrasing a story where a serviceman spoke to Trump and commented on his debate doesn't seem like much of an embellishment either, you're effing pathetic, unquote. Though he did say the actual F word. That got 2.2 thousand likes. And there are also dozens of pictures of Trump surrounded by beloved servicemen who are taking selfies with him. And again, as the youth might say, this person was ratioed to say the least. It also begs the question, what the hell is his staff doing? Presumably the campaign staff still exists somehow 
I don't know what, and again, just pulling up in the polls, last time I checked, he was just barely ahead of Nikki Haley for the, the Republican nominee in all these poll aggregators. And of course, Trump is way in front of everyone. And she's getting closer, folks. So looks like, again, this changes on a darn near every second. But Trump, as of today, at 61.7%, DeSantis is down to 12.2%, which is again terrible. He he had great policies. He had a great he I guess gonna say his announcement was lackluster to say the least, where he just said on Twitter without using any visuals, just simply in monotone voice that he was gonna run for president. He started in the 30 percentile. He's like 36% or what 30%. Now he's down to 12.2%. Nikki Haley is up to 11.3%. And she just got the fight. She has support of Wall Street, major businesses. They're all shifting their funding to her. That's some. And DeSantis has run the most expensive campaign. He ran the most expensive campaign, yet has the worst results. It's almost like Hillary Clinton 2.0, perhaps. But again, what he's saying and doing isn't resonating. Now, perhaps the silver lining is when you have less resources, you have to be more creative. You have to. Do things and use different mechanisms you know you didn't normally use when you had seemingly unlimited resources, and that inspires some creativity. So, truth be told, maybe this will actually help his campaign. They'll have to think differently. Perhaps they'll actually fire some inept. I'm trying to think of a polite way of saying who's running his campaign right now, but I can't think of anything except mentally, mentally vacuous and terrible marketing people. Perhaps they'll get rid of them and turn and replace them with literally anything else or anyone else. Because that would be more effective than what they're doing now. So again, Nikki Haley's now at 11.3%. DeSantis is at 12.2%. Which if you told me that this could happen like a year ago, I would have said you were silly. Ridiculous. DeSantis is beloved by many. He's starting off at 33% about in the polls. Which again, is still behind Trump. But that gap has just increased exponentially. And Nikki Haley is increasing. And she has more funds right now. So a lot of DeSantis' old donors have gone to her. So he has less resources. He has less funds. He, I mean, the Magic 8-Ball for the DeSantis campaign right now, the outlook would say is not so good. But I'd be fascinated here. What do you think he'll do differently? Maybe. Maybe he'll turn around. Possibly. I'm not a gambling man, but I can't help but think Las Vegas odds for DeSantis are not so good. Other interesting political news, you have the United Auto Workers to attack Honda, Hyundai, Kia, as well as Volkswagen. Now, interestingly enough, the most expensive, unreliable vehicles on the planet are manufactured by unionized labor with United Auto Workers. Coincidence? Maybe. Perhaps? Probably not. Now, the UAW is consistently in the political part of the podcast because they are one of the biggest, most influential campaigning and politically political mechanisms so to say let's just say they hilariously and ironically elect the politicians who create the very problems that they themselves complain about such as 40-year hyperinflation having less money in their pockets because of taxes also having less money in their pockets because the government is forcing them to make electric vehicles which for those companies are less profitable and require less rudimentary labor so they're quite literally voting themselves out of the job hilariously and ironically enough and it's not enough that they kneecap the big three by increasing the labor costs exponentially. Now they want to go after the most reliable car company, one of my most favorite car companies, Honda, who makes the awesome Honda Civic Si, which has three pedals, also known as manual transmission, also known as the most fun you'll have driving bar none. And then you also have Hyundai and Kia, which it's the same company, and then Volkswagen, which is one of the largest, most successful automotive companies in history. And... Can't help us to like them because obviously they are parent company behind Porsche, which of course is also behind the six shift as well. Now, this has come to us thanks to CNBC, Mr. Michael Wayland, and they claim that UAW has filed unfair labor practices charges with the National Labor Relations Board against those three companies. The union alleges that management of the facilities at the companies have participated in illegal union busting as workers organized to join the UAW. Now, this is just weeks after they exponentially increased the cost of goods sold for millions of Americans who, I guess there's still some people who actually buy stuff made by the big three, you know, GM, Ford, and Stellantis. And 
They want to organize 13 non-unionized automotive makers. This is as their president, Sean Fain, who is being influenced by socialists such as Bernie Sanders. And he's making, oh yeah, Mr. Sean Fain making about $300,000 this year, which is pretty darn good for being a glorified divorce attorney and creating dot conflict between manufacturers and the labor. Interesting enough how Tesla's still not unionized and their cost of labor is much less. Well, they're also incentivized with stocks to actually work for a living. Now, UAW also alleges that management at three facilities in Honda in Greensboro, Indiana, Hyundai in Montgomery, and Alabama for Volkswagen and uh, Volkswagen Chattanooga, Tennessee participated in those as well. And Volkswagen and all these companies are saying they take these claims very seriously and they'll investigate them accordingly. Now, VW, there are allegations that they destroy pro-union materials, which let's say most people would also call that graffiti in the group in the break room and the uaw president is adamant to get all these companies kneecapped so that we can outsource their jobs overseas well he didn't say that second part but that's inevitably what most of these businesses are going to do because again you keep exponentially increasing the cost of labor while having the worst performance well why would you keep the jobs here right it's literally just creating a liability on the balance sheet more lawsuits more cost lower quality I mean, where's the upside let me know in the comments let me know what you think and for the record i have had family inevitably because we're from the michigan area i've had family on both sides of the union so i've had some who are participating in it i've had some on the management when it comes to the automotive industry now let's see here Faye noted that when organizing organizing organ i was gonna say I'm not a doctor. However, if you click the subscribe button, it very well may assist with my speaking ineptitudes and assist with my enunciation. It's 100%. Very few things in life are. However, can't hurt to give it a shot. Now, Sean Fain has made a vow that he wants to go beyond the big three and wants to make go after the big five or big six, quote unquote, kneecapping all of the automotive com companies. He said, quote, they're all a target, unquote. So it'll be interesting to see as they go after my beloved good old Honda who makes cars that last a quarter century and a million miles as long as you get a one of the good old fashioned internal combustion engine, how much is going to increase the sales cost to the consumer exponentially. And from a political perspective, again, the UAW gives massive amounts of money to politicians and then they also will vote in lockstep for socialists and, you know, politicians who want to just give them more money for not working. That's a huge influence politically speaking. And again, offering someone a lot of money to do a lot less work if they don't know history books or you know much about long-term implications of that well unfortunately those who are not educated or not informed properly well they might think that's a good idea which again is just going to really help the other automotive companies who are throwing these types of efforts and showing them that hey the best relationships with their employees is a one-on-one -on -one relationship where you actually also have the power to negotiate if you think your skill set is better than bob down the assembly line you can fight for that raise because you are unique. You actually work harder than him. Maybe get in there early, as opposed to people who just want to all be paid the same for doing the same, even if their skill sets are not equal. Let me know in the comments. I'll be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Netflix had an outage Monday earlier this week, which again is perhaps the worst news possible for that company considering they're a streaming service. They recently stopped their iconic DVD shipment service for the folks who rely on physical media. So now they are 100% sense uh, streaming. Now this comes to us thanks to an article in The Verge, particularly a writer by the name of Richard Lawler. And they noted that Netflix customers started to notice error messages around a network connection between 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Is that Eastern time? Earlier Monday this week. They noted a strange quote, I was going to say, I'm, I don't work, well, I do work in IT, I'd be fascinated to know who's the one who actually creates these error codes, and could they be more inspirational for fun marketing quirks and features? It'd also make it a little more easier for diagnostics, uh, that way if you only see it on the screen for a second, you can actually think something funny or you know, memorable. Now in this case, the error code is TVQ slash PB slash 101. Eh. Which I know probably correlates to something very, very specific and interesting on Excel or some type of database. A debate for another time. Is Excel a database? 
we'll talk about that later. Now, they noted that the, let's see here, the status page on Netflix also failed to show some messages at all. Some kind of showing the perpetual, yeah, we're trying to connect, can't connect, go and connect. Now, you also have down detector showing reports to the outages started at that time, as well as people discussing the issue on threads, Reddit, and X, and much other social media platforms, which, again, that's not great for marketing, considering your one job in life is to stream entertainment, and now all the social media companies are talking about how you can't do the one thing you're supposed to be doing. Now, I'll be interested to see... At the end of the day, was this Netflix's problem? Was it their ISP or was it the network's team? As a tale as old as time is you blame the network team. Fun in fact, usually more often than not, it's not theirs, but it's a kind of traditional cliche scapegoat in IT, you know, blame it on the network. So it'll be interesting to see who dropped the ball in this regard. But again, you're the largest, most successful streaming company on the planet I'm shocked they didn't have more redundancies in place or they didn't have more mechanisms to prevent having such a large, massive outage. And it'll be interesting to see once the full story comes to the forefront. But again, having a streaming service where you're only, the only thing you do in life is stream content to have an outage in 2023. And nowadays, a consumer, the amount of tolerance they have towards that is getting less and less as uptime, AKA the, the amount of time in which a service has been up uninterrupted and successfully operating. I mean, it's gotten to the point where it's just not acceptable to not have that anymore. Technology's gotten to the point where you have to have six nines of availability, AKA something is up and running 99, 99.99999% of the time. So it'll be interesting to see how much of a reliability hit they can take before people start to actually quit, unsubscribe and go to ulterior forms of streaming. But again, bring a streaming company that isn't streaming that's got to be the business blunder of the day again thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today don't forget trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of december so if you click that button i'd greatly appreciate it also leaving a comment is a great way to give me a little bit of feedback let me know how i can make the show better and better and better lastly don't forget to take the time to tell your family tell your friends tell your co-workers heck tell your enemies tell anyone and everyone just stay safe fight the good fight